Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Late Night Wrestling Pod with your host, Brandon Stroh. Welcome everybody to episode 50 of the Late Night Wrestling Pod. I am your host, Brandon Sir. Hit me up on Twitter at Late Night Pod 11. Hit me up on Instagram at Late Night Wrestling Pod. Or shoot me an email at Late Night Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. And all I can say is I've done it again. We're at episode 50. It is August 9th at 11.10 p.m. And this episode needs to be ready to be published by 11.05 p.m. August 10th. So I am literally racing against the clock in order to get this out on time. Um, yeah, so pretty frustrating. And to make matters worse, like, you know, I'm just fucking, like, work, I know I'm always talking about is crazy, and unfortunately this time it's not crazy because of audits or inspections or shit like that. I have a lot of fucking call-ins I have to deal with, and that means no matter what time of day it is, I need to get a shift coverage for something, no matter if it's a weekend, third shift, whatever, and it's just a real pain in the ass. It takes me away from everything. And it's really fucking frustrating, and I don't even know why I'm talking about it here on a podcast about wrestling, but I am super fucking irritated with it right now, and just about done. So, um, what's going on in wrestling right now? AEW is going to run a, a pay-per-view a week apart. What a terrible fucking idea. So they're going to do London, and then a week from then they're going to do Chicago again. That Chicago is the most oversaturated market for fucking AEW. Chicago and Jacksonville, Florida have AEW fucking at least twice a month. Like Tony Khan, think about some other fucking place. I mean, you had the first episode of Collision in Chicago, which was um, a month ago. And then you're going to have the all out in Chicago a month from now. And I'm pretty sure there's been another episode of dynamite or collision since that has <clears throat> taken place in Chicago. Like, I don't understand how you do your like touring or whatever. You were in Canada for two weeks, came back to the States, did Michigan and Chicago, and then you're back in Canada. Like, I, 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 I don't know why you do this. Tony con. And uh, I've, some people have talked to me about my comments about the AEW wrestling game. And I talked about it being underwhelming. I'm just going to say it. The game fucking sucked. I am, um, I've finished playing the Star Wars game. I'm back in my wrestling games and I am back on WWE. The AEW fight forever should be AEW fucking never should have come out. Um, the arcade style of it was interesting for the first player two, but it just sucks. I, I popped it back in or I, I downloaded it digitally, digitally. And, um, I played it again last night. I did a tag team match, which took forever because the pinfall was constantly broken up. And then I did a ladder match at which point my wrestler kept sinking into the ring. <sighs> I'm like, all right, maybe we should have gotten those glitches taken care of before we released it. Or done a day one glitch patch. You know, a lot of wrestling does that. This 
the people that defend this game, I remember when WWE 2K20 came out, people were fucking crucifying EA Sports for it. And it did not have a third of the glitches that AEW Fight Forever has. You know, like, Tony Khan, you're doing something nice for the elite, letting Kenny Omega spearhead this game, but it sucks. I'm sorry. Um, I try to really stay away from being super negative about certain things, but this that game sucked. And I don't know. Not a big fan of it, if you can't tell. So anyways, tonight, I wanted to do part two of the Undertaker's career retrospect, the American Badass years, but with my time being so limited and things being so crazy, I was unable to do that. And I found myself needing to find a something I could watch quick. So I thought, you know, the next appropriate thing would be the Monday Night Raw where Kane lose where Kane has to take off his mask. And watching this Raw, there's so many Hall of Famers on here or future Hall of Famers. And it was not a very good Raw. <laughs> really not not at all. Not a not a strong one. And this was towards the end of my fandom. I was still watching every week. I remember watching this episode when I was a freshman in high school and being the most shocking part was when Kane takes his mask off that he was wearing a wig. I thought to myself, was he wearing a wig all the time? And no, he wasn't. But at the time, I wasn't sure. So, yeah. Um, Let's go ahead and jump into it. I don't even know what I'm going to do next week. As far as the show, I might do one of the Summer Slams since everybody's been talking about Summer Slam. And I watched the Summer Slam premium live event. Um, overall, enjoyed the show. I am. I thought the main event, the Roman Reigns versus uh, Jimmy Uso. All I'm gonna say is I'm glad I went to last year's Summer Slam where the main event was Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I want to see Roman Reigns tangle, like you know, lock up with somebody new. You know, not even Cody, like put that on the back burner till next year's WrestleMania. Let's see Roman Reigns go against somebody new. And I can't even think of who because he's had the belt for three fucking years now and he's defeated everybody. Let's let's shock the world and bring in some new people. All right. So. Let's go ahead and get started. And this Monday Night Raw does not open up with a promo like I thought it would. And it opens up with Scott Steiner with Stacy Keebler and Booker T versus testing Christian. Christian is currently the intercontinental champion. And, um, right now Steiner and test are in like a feud over Stacy Keebler, uh, test, uh, had her for a while, mistreated her and she ended up leaving him for Scott Steiner. And it was just a huge debacle well, the match starts with Christian Booker T Booker T is the number one contender for the Intercontinental title. In a mere two years before, he was the WCW champion. Uh, Test is tagged in and mocks Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner is tagged in with lots of big clotheslines, uh, reverse DDT, uh, bench press. Uh, bench presses Christian to the outside. Stacy gets knocked off the ring apron when Test puts, pushes Scott Steiner into her. Big boot by Test, one, two, three. Your winners are Christian and Test. 
And I was kind of shocked. Like, I didn't think that test, like, got the best of Scott Steiner ever. But by this point, the whole Scott Steiner and WWE thing had failed. So I guess that's that. We go to the back where Kane is in what appears to be a maintenance closet and looks into the mirror. And uh, they show his debut. And this, tonight's going to be filled with Kane flashbacks. And uh, um, we go back to ringside where Christopher Nowinski with Teddy Long takes on Maven, the two tough enough guys. And I don't remember Teddy Long being with um, Christopher Nowinski, but it must have been a short run thing. And uh, this is the winner of Tough Enough and the runner up from Tough Enough going at it. Maven does a super quick roll up. One, two, three. Your winner is Maven. We go to commercial and come back to Chris Jericho's highlight reel. And I'll go ahead and play some of that for you guys. Somebody big and exciting. Look at all the people here tonight. It's a damn shame, though, that you all have to live here in New York City. Hey, Vinny, I'm in New York City. Hey, Vito, let's get a cannoli. You're all a bunch of humps. You might not like what I'm saying, but at least I'm telling it like it is. Unlike Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh-oh. What? Oh, yeah. Stone Cold talks a great game about tough love and motivation and this and that. But I'll tell you what, he did something last week that was completely uncalled for and out of line. Let's go to the Jaratron 5000 for the videotape evidence. Run the footage, monkeys. Oh, you know, Lance Storm, we're going to crowd we're going to wrestle a guy, do something, show me some emotion, some attitude. Oh, oh, I'm starting to get a little sleepy up here. Absolutely pathetic. What kind of a general manager would treat such a tremendous piece of talent so horribly? I'll tell you, a general manager who's a bully, who's a sanctimonious, jealous bastard, that's who. Wow. Take it easy. You see, my guest tonight is an extraordinary talent. He's a great-looking guy. He's a fellow Canadian, and he's the furthest thing from boring I can think of. Ladies and gentlemen, Lance Star! Well, there's the answer. That's who the guest is. Yes. The charisma is pouring out of your pores. Thank you, Chris. I would like to take this opportunity to read a prepared statement. As we all know, nobody enjoys a good laugh more than I do. But last week, Stone Cold Steve Austin overstepped his bounds. Is he reading? Is he reading a hey, statement? Hey, don't worry about this, Lance. You got him in the palm of your hand. I am an athlete, pure and simple. 
My abilities inside this ring should be more than enough to entertain the masses. Statement's entertaining. If you want bells and whistles, I suggest you attend the circus. Yeah! In the meantime, since you have been insulting and damaging to my credibility as a competitor, not to mention my pride, I would appreciate it if you would stop chanting boring. What is this? What is going on here? Hey! Hey, hey, what are you doing with my set? Hey, hey! It's expensive stuff! What are you doing with my set? Hey, hey, get your hands off of that, Junior! Hey, come on now! Watch it, watch it, watch it! Like expensive stuff here! Over my shoes, guys. I had to do something. You're boring Madison Square Garden to death. Yeah. Hey, you moving, guys? Go ahead and get that bar stools and get that carpet. Get that the hell out of my ring right now. Get all that crap out. Oh, I get it. You're a jealous jackass, Austin. You're bitter because I beat you and The Rock in the same night to become the undisputed champion. Shut up. Yeah, Shut your stupid little hole. If there's one thing I can't stand worse than a bore, it's a bitch. And that's exactly what you are right now. I almost forget how ruthless the ruthless aggression really was. You know, Lance, listen to me. Look at me, Lance. You know, last week I was just trying to help you out, believe it or not. Trying to give you a motivational speech. If you took it the wrong way, then that's just your problem. But seeing is that you're such a great athlete, such a great competitor, and it's sorry as Chris Jericho flat out pisses me off. I'm gonna make a match right now. And Chris, I know you're upset about getting your little furniture moved out of the ring. So the two guys you're about to face know a little something about moving furniture, so hit the music. All right, in case you couldn't tell, it's the Dudley Boys. The Dudley Boys are taking on the thrill seekers of Lance Storm and Chris Jericho. Right off the rip, we get a We Want Tables chant. Storm and Jericho are uh, start double teaming Bubba Ray Dudley. Um, JR talks about Chris Jericho and Lance Storm being a tag team in the past. A huge boring chant. And I had to say, to be a wrestler, the worst fucking gimmick, one of the worst gimmicks you can have is to, like, your gimmick to be that you're boring as shit. And Lance Storm was an excellent wrestler. He was excellent. I really liked his Team Canada and WCW in the dying days of it. But, you know, it just didn't work out, I guess. All right, so um, Jericho uh, uh, locks in the walls. Jericho and Bubba Ray Dudley. Devon breaks it up. Hot tag Devon. Back belly, a uh, back body drop to Jericho. Neckbreaker to Storm. Flapjack to Chris Jericho. The Waz up to uh, Lance Storm. 3D to Lance Storm. One, two, three. Your winner, the Dudley Boys. And we go to the back where Kane is still in the maintenance closet looking in the mirror, having a bit of a retrospect. <clears throat> All right. So we're going to go back to the back again where uh, Mr. Ric Flair and a young rookie by the name of Randy Orton are having a conversation. Let's go ahead and join them. 
check it out in Mick Foley's book, right? Let me read a little passage for you. <clears throat> With my eyes still closed, I thought of Terry, her head against my shoulder, her hand holding mine, and even the slightest hint of her breast against my arm. <laughs> and then for the second time in ten years... A tear rolled down my cheek. I slipped into a beautiful, dreamless sleep with one last thought. She had wanted me to kiss her? Oh, but like Mick Foley's ever felt a woman's breast. Huh? Give me a break. Mick Foley, when I see him and if I do, down he'll go. Hey, but tonight, tonight we got two major agendas. Number one, our tag team match with Nash and Michael's brother. We got to take it to him. And number two... We're in the big out. We're in MSG. We got to make sure the champ, Triple H, walks out the door tonight, the world heavyweight champion. In other words, Kane goes down. <laughs> well, that is still the- All right. Um, keep in mind here, Ric Flair says that he doubts that uh, Mick Foley has ever kissed a woman or felt her breast. I believe he has three children at this point. <laughs> uh, who knows? All right, next we have La Resistance versus Hurricane Helms and Sergeant Slaughter. And I have to be completely honest, I forgot that La Resistance existed. The only um, team member's name I remember is Renee Dupree. And the other guy I completely forgot. So um, La, La Resistance comes out and they sing the French national anthem. Hurricane cuts a promo and says that he has a mystery partner for tonight. And it is Sergeant Slaughter. We get a huge pop. Uh, Hurricane crossbodies Rene Dupree on the outside. Sergeant Slaughter puts uh, one of the other guy in the Cobra Clutch. Dupree hits Slaughter with the belt. One, two, three. Your winner is La Resistance. Because I guess we had a problem with France in 2003. We go to the back. More uh, career retrospect of Kane's career, or at least under the mask. And we're going to cut to a Stone Cold Steve Austin promo in the ring right now. And I was, uh, I completely forgot this segment even existed. So let's jump in. I wanted to come out here tonight and say congratulations to New York City because this march marks the return at Madison Square Garden of WrestleMania. another story for another day. I want to talk about something else tonight. I want to talk about the jam I was in two weeks ago when I needed a special referee for a Hell in a Cell match and I knew I couldn't just depend on any referee. I needed the toughest son of a bitch I could find and I knew, I knew that there was only one man one man for the job and his name happened to be Mick Foley. 
So Mick Foley, it would be my it would be my privilege if you would bring your blessed carcass to this ring. Mick Foley's here tonight. tight you know i know you're fixing to go away on a on a book tour to promote your new book which i might add i know is going to be highly successful because you're behind it and i think you're a genius and by the way i would like an autographed copy but there is uh before you go on this book tour there's something that i wanted you to have no no it ain't a stunner good guess but it ain't a stunner guys would you come out here please Rob Van Dam, the Dudley Boys, Spike Dudley, Tommy Dreamer, and Al Snow all come out. And Rob Van Dam is holding a framed hardcore championship. Let's see where this goes. ceremony for Mick Foley and if anybody's been living under a rock for the past few years and has forgotten what Mick Foley has done with his body for the WWE for you I got a hell of a piece of footage for you so roll that summits right now oh man okay so we have a little musical number and we have some pictures of Mick Foley when he was a child uh, images of Dude Love, Cactus Jack, and Mankind. Vince McMahon giving McFoley the Hardcore Championship. Um, some of the Dude Love footage from McFoley's college days. Um, McFoley winning his first WWF Championship. And I'm not playing this because it'd be nothing but music. But, um,. Yeah, I wonder if this is just like network music that they dubbed over with, or and we have the infamous Hell in the Cell, uh, Shawn Michaels mind games. But if this was like 
dubbed over music or they had actual music when this aired live on Raw. Because this music is kind of cheesy. Back to Hell in the Cell or King of the Ring 98. Mick Foley and the Thumbtacks. Um, Boiler Room Brawl. SummerSlam 97, where he elbow drops uh, Triple H off the top of the cage. And more Cactus Jack. And it starts with a freeze frame of Mick Foley with all bloodied after Hell in the Cell. No, wait, there's more. Uh, SummerSlam 96, Boiler Room Brawl footage. Some Japan footage, actually. Huh, surprising. Royal Rumble 99, Royal Rumble 2000. Uh, no Way Out 2000. Uh, the WrestleMania match with him and The Rock teaming up against Evolution. Seemed like there's only like 10 matches they pulled from here. And Mick Foley's catalog is, you know, quite heftier than that. I'm surprised by that. say that I don't think we'll ever see anybody else doing that in, in my opinion the toughest summit I ever met so I want to present you with this he's going to end up the framed hardcore championship that frame looks like it costs more than the belt there how good I really was. <laughs> I used to... I want to say to you what Stone Cold is thinking. 
I want to say to you, everybody in this ring, everyone in this arena is thinking. What? I want to say to you, Mick Foley, what everyone all over the world is thinking. For all the wonderful, great moments you gave us all. I want to say the two words everybody's thinking here tonight. Thank you. months I was away and I'd see some of the WWE wrestlers shed a tear during their great moments. I think what a bunch of wimps out there crying during a WWE broadcast. But I'll be damn stone cold they didn't show that video and the hardcore legend had a little tear of his own trickling down his cheek. Because it is indeed an honor to be in this ring, in this building, Madison Square Garden. Vincers, 20 years ago, I sat somewhere out there in the third row and watched Jimmy Superfly Snuka leap off the top of a steel cage. When that match was over, that's... How crazy is it that this angle, this show, is over 20 years old? When I made up my mind that that's what I wanted to do. Wanted to try to give the fans the same type of thrills that the Superfly had given me. And uh, I'm going to go out on a limb right here and say that I think I did that. A kid, when you gave me a ring and I stepped into that ring, I kind of thought that at least some of the fans would remember who I was. I kind of hoped that some of the fans might even chant my name. doors and walk back into a WWE arena and I want to tell you that this has been a thrill for me I have had a wonderful couple weeks I have loved performing for all of you over the course of my 15 years I have loved being back home in the WWE and now I know how Dorothy Gale from Kansas felt when she said, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Hell, Vince, with a couple of huge, glaring, cavernous ex exceptions, I've even loved working for you. And I'd like to think...
And when my time comes again, when a phone call comes my way, that I'll be welcomed back inside a WWE ring. There's one final thought. And that is, like Stone Cold said, I've got I've got a book coming out. I'm very proud of it. I hope some of you will take a look at it. I think you'll like it. Yeah, and I thought it'd be appropriate as I left to go on this book tour if I tried to quote some famous poet, author, or philosopher. So uh, I came up with Frosty the Snowman. Oh my gosh. Who said, and I quote, I'll say goodbye. But don't you cry. I'll be back again someday. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Well, put your heels together. Hit the yellow brick road. What a legend. There'll be a, never be another man. Delicious boots. White like Mick Foley in our lifetime. I still can't believe he hugged Vince McMahon. All right, so up next, we got Evolution consisting of Ric Flair and Randy Orton versus the Dudes with Attitudes, also known as Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash. I forget that, um, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Nash was even still in WWE at this point. We get a bad dub over Motorhead's Evolution, which I thought WWE owned that song. Jim Ross discusses how Randy Orton's going to be the future of WWE. Boy, would he be wrong. Just kidding. Flair and HBK start off. Um, this t- uh, typical Flair routine. Nash tags in. Sidewalk slams Orton. Nash uh, does the back body drop the Flair. Flair lands on his side. HBK with the cross body to the outside on Evolution. Orton starts working HBK's arm. And you can see the early stages of HBK's bald spot here which I think is really the main point of this match. Hot tag to Nash, body slam, big boot, um, big boots for everybody. Flair um, does a low blow to Nash, uh, who was going for the power bomb on Orton. Top of, top rope elbow to Flair uh, from HBK. Super kick to Flair, one, two, three. Your winner, the dudes with motherfucking attitudes. <clears throat> so I think it should be noted here that I think, if I'm remembering correctly, the reason why they are having this um, kind of, like, bigger show, like, why wouldn't they put the cane mask thing on, um, uh, like, a pay-per-view or something, is because at this time they were having brands, I'm sorry, I'm trying to skip to the next clip, they are having uh, brand-specific pay-per-views, so they're probably, like, you know, two months away from their next pay-per-view and had to do something to keep the fans hooked. Alright, so, more flashbacks of Kane. We get a poll, which um, is pretty much split. 47% think Kane's going to win the title. 53% think Kane's going to lose his mask. We go to the back where Mick Foley is signing a book for Mick Foley. I'm sorry, Vince McMahon. Mick Foley says something to Ric Flair and Randy Orton about losing. They throw Mick Foley down the steps, and Vince McMahon comes out and says, we need a janitor. So Vince McMahon's already going heel after his uh, very nice words to Mick Foley. 
And we go to the ring area where Rodney Mack is with Teddy Long. Let's just go ahead and play this. Relations in 2003. Simpler times. appearance by Goldberg. We go back to the back where RVD is trying to pump up Kane for his big match. We can recall just a few months earlier, RVD and Kane were tag team champions. All right, our main event, Triple H defending the World Heavyweight Championship against, or Triple H with Ric Flair defending the world title against Kane. And for some reason, Triple H comes out first in this match. Um, I like Triple H's gear here. The purple looks really cool. Kane comes out, starts hot, and um, Triple H uses a chair on Kane, but the referee was distracted by Flair, and we go to a commercial break. Triple H with the Arn Anderson Spinebuster, DDT, 1-2 count. This match is super fast-paced. Power slam by Kane for the 2 count. Top rope clothesline, big boot, and... Um, yeah, and Kane accidentally takes out the ref. Flair runs in with the gold belt, but eats shit. Kane hits Triple H with the belt, but there's no referee for the count. Out comes the second referee for a two count. 
Kane throws out the second referee, and Triple H hits a low blow. Pedigree, one, two, kick out. Huge pop. And there's another pedigree attempt into a back body drop by Kane. Randy Orton comes out with a low blow and RKO. Triple H with a second pedigree. One, two, three, your winner and still world heavyweight champion, Triple H and Kane must unmask. I'm going to go ahead and play that for you before we sign off here for the evening. So I think it should be noted here that after all the years of speculation, there are no burns on Kane's face. He has his black makeup, eye makeup, all smeared and a weird haircut. Like the top, like half of his head is shaved, like horizontally. And 
uh, apparently he was wearing a wig because his hair is much shorter than that. And they, from here, I think, move into the second best of Kane's career. Obviously, the first best was when he debuted and was feuding with The Undertaker originally. But from here, he would be the monster again. And I think this is really good Kane. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a good time. So, okay. Uh, oh, look this up on Twitter or YouTube if you want more, if you actually want to see the unmasking. And once again, I am sorry I am rushing this episode, but I've got to get it out on time. And always hit me up on Twitter at LateNightPod11. Shoot me an email at LateNightWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Or hit me up on Instagram at the late night wrestling pod at Instagram.com. I've decided that next week's episode, after watching the Dark Side of the Ring, Bash the Beach 2000, I am going to do the WCW Nitro reboot. So I will see you all next week. It's getting late. I have to go to bed. You have to go to bed. I will see you all next week. Peace.